Once a month, we have the pleasure of joining the Wilder Institute, Calgary Zoo's Director of Conservation and Science, Dr. Axel Morenschlager, to talk about all the great conservation work the team is involved with all around the world. It is a pleasure to say once again, good morning, Dr. Axel. How are you? Good morning. Yeah, doing great. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you for being with us. Uh, we want to talk with you about the little tree that was loved, cherished, right. carved, extinct for now. Axel, tell us all about the Toro Miro tree. Yeah, it's so special. A special tree in a special place, treasured by remarkable people. It's, the place is an island called Rapa Nui, which is commonly known as Easter Island. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's about 3,500 kilometers west of Chile in South America. It's quite famous because of 900 carved statues mm-hmm. that are up to 33 meters tall. Have you ever seen this? And they're like the, the, the heads of, of depicted ancestors that were sacred to the Rapa Nui people. And uh, Easter Island actually used to be forested and heavily populated, but by, by the late 1800s, only about 100 people remained. The question was why? And the main reason seems to be that all the trees were cut down. When you cut down the trees as well, you didn't have any wood left to make fishing boats and to get more food. And so then what happened is the whole place actually eventually got 40,000 sheep put on it and six species of land birds like rails, parrots, an owl, and a heron, as well as 25 plants went extinct. Mm. But there's one small tree called the Sephora Toromyro that had been there for 38,000 years. It's beautiful. It has like a red-brown bark, a twisted trunk, and yellow bell-shaped flowers. And it was sacred to the Rapa Nui people. Among other uses, it was used to make tablets with scripture and small statues representing various gods. Um, I don't know, do you know like David Attenborough, the famous British presenter? Of course, of, like, yeah. Earth? Yeah, right? So <laughs> he tells the story that he purchased a religious carving made out of the street in New York for quite a good bargain, he says, in the 1980s. And it's one of the last remnants of this tree. In, in initial explorations, when Captain Cook came to this place, he said the tree was like everywhere. But by 1956, the last one was clinging to the side of a volcanic crater. Some folks actually collected seeds from it, as well as some seeds that were collected in 17 and 53. So what does all this have to do with us, right? The thing is that three weeks ago, I was in Rome to open and contribute to the first international conference on plant conservation translocations. And there I met a researcher from Chile who's, who's been working for 15 years on trying to bring this tree back from these seeds. And to be clear, this tree is considered extinct in the wild, right? Mm-hmm. There have been some attempts to bring it back, but it actually needs shade. But there's no other trees to shade it. Also, in ways that's quite amazing that they figured that out, this out, there's certain bacteria that the roots need to help it live and grow. So through our efforts at the Wild Institute Calgary Zoo, we're increasingly engaged in the recovery of species that are extinct and wild. And so now we're uh, exploring whether we can work with this researcher and botanic gardens around the world and partners to try and bring back this special little tree. So Dr. Axel, um, could we, I, I don't mean to interrupt, I want to talk about that. That's yeah. so interesting to me, the fact that it needs shade, but there's no shade because yeah. there's no trees. <laughs> Is this something that like the Toromaro, you could, you know, create ideal conditions within a nursery somewhere else and then, you know, maybe construct something that looks like kind of a shelter for these trees, that it has shade. How complicated is this process and what would that look like? Yeah, exactly. No, those are all the right questions. And in fact, this is uh, 
some of the work that they've been trying, that they've actually been successful at in botanic gardens, even some trials that have been done on the island. And so basically, I mean, you could create some artificial shade to start with, right? Also, maybe you could grow some other trees that are easier to grow to start with to just give the, the their friend, the Toromiro tree, uh, some shade to begin with. And so this kind of experimentation has started. They're, they're also trying these different types of fungus. And so for us, it seems like, wow, you know, there's this incredible situation on a very precious tree, culturally important, where researchers have already been working. And maybe they just need a little bit of extra help um, from ourselves and, and from others around the world to bring this back. And and it would be meaningful, you know, meaningful for for this place, for the culture, which still has some people um, in, in Chile and even on the island. And, and the connections that are there that go back actually 800 to 1,000 years in one of the most isolated places in the world, most impacted, wow. but still a place that we could help to try and restore. So, Axel, is this another instance where, you know, researchers and teams from elsewhere in the world are coming to you and your group at the Calgary Zoo, Wilder Institute, because you're renowned now for, for work like this? Yeah, I think so. The, the connection, actually, is we, we launched, a, we had a, a conference that we launched in Chicago 2018, on reintroductions that inspired researchers from Italy to make the first such conference for plants now in Rome. I was invited to give the opening plenary and actually to close the conference. And then basically in being there and being able to present our work from here, the types of things that we do, we got into these discussions and and uh, and the potential to help on this endangered species as well as potentially many other extinct and wild species. So it is true, I think the uh, the tremendous support we get from the community here and the excellent researchers that we have and all the collective staff of Wildlands to Calgary Zoo make it possible, have given us the credibility to be on a world stage to try and make a difference for more species and more places that need our help. Incredible work you do, incredible stories that you have to tell us and, and bring to us each month, Dr. Axel. We appreciate your time and uh, keep doing what you do. Thank you, and uh, thanks for allowing us to tell the story, and thank you for supporting wildlife conservation. Thanks. That's Dr. Axel Morenschlager, Wilder Institute, Calgary Zoo's Director of Conservation and Science.